Hello again, everybody, and welcome to The Last Word. I'm Dan Roberts, the publisher of The Vegas Voice, and our goal is to introduce you to all the interesting people who have decided to seek public office. We have a great one today. Her name is Sigal Shata, and she is the Republican candidate for Nevada Attorney General. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Dan. Let's start, I guess, from the beginning, a little bit about your background. What would you like people to know about you, your background? We'll go into the professional stuff later. Okay. So I was born in Israel, uh, moved to Las Vegas when I was 14 years old um, in 19. I'll give you the date. All right. Good. 1989. Yeah. Um, and lived here, went to high school here, graduated from Valley High School, went to UNLV. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, after that I went to law school back East, there was no law school in Vegas yet. That's yeah. So went to law school back East and then I graduated law school and came back home. You know, one of the things that I find absolutely amazing about people is that you've never had public office before. Never. You're always in private practice. Always. In this heated environment, why would anybody want to get involved in politics especially in the position that you have as attorney general, if you're successful, why would you even do it? Well, like you said, in this heated environment, I mean, it's precisely the heated environment that gives people that call. Mm -hmm. And you see that a lot of private sector, we'll call them private sector, private sector people are so fed up with the government abuse that's been going on for the past two years that they are willing to walk away from their businesses, from their private life, put themselves in the public eye and mm-hmm. public light to scrutiny because they believe that what we have in the private sector right. is worth fighting for. Ooh. And with that in mind, you have a number of positions that you feel very strongly yes. for or against. And and I admire you for taking a stand one way or another as opposed to the politicians that walk that line and they don't want to do anything. That's exactly what it is. A little bit about yourself that, hey, if I'm elected to attorney general, this is what I believe in. This is what I'm going to do. Well, you know, I mean, part of having that ability to take those positions and um, being flexible is the fact that I'm a trial lawyer by trade. Uh So doing this for over 20 years, you realize that, you know, as a trial lawyer, I could argue both sides at any time. And I could do it as effectively as a proponent or an opponent. I understand, sure. So um, the things that I saw that really um, brought to light the, the, that fire to fight was, like I said, I mean, in these heated times. So um, my fights are not partisan fights. They were never partisan fights. They were fights on justice. And, you know, and for example, the, you know, the fight to reopen places of worship. I'm not a religious person, but I believe in the Constitution. Mm-hmm. I believe that in this country we have the free exercise. And, you know, and uh, again, I'm an, I'm an attorney. I'm going to fight for that right. Um, and another one is, you know, which really hit home because it was more my parents' demographic was I did a lawsuit against the governor um, on the vaccine rollout. 
And it wasn't about mandates. It was about, we saw, the, and this was last December or two Decembers ago. Right. Um, the state of Nevada got batches of vaccines and um, the way they were being distributed was essentially ignoring the senior citizen demographic. And um, my parents are right at the age where they're not above 75 mm -hmm. and they're not under 65. They're right smack dab in that decade, right, right of baby boomers. Um, and, you know, historically, seniors have always, um, historically, they've predominantly voted Democrat. So a lot of people look at that case and they say, well, who are you trying to appeal? To me, I saw that case as an opportunity because we knew seniors had higher comorbidities mm -hmm. um, and the way the distribution of the vaccines was going, it was being given to government officials, you know, court clerks, essential workers, um, yep, yep. essential workers that really had no comor comorbidities and no reason to get vaccinated before those with those com comorbidities. So I filed a lawsuit, and at the time that I filed the lawsuit, the distribution of the vaccines was 2,000, 3,000 a day. I filed it, and it, you could only get it if you were 75 or older. Correct. Um, I filed it by the time that the judge wanted the state to present the evidence as to the rhyme and reason of these distributions. Um, Sislak had dropped the age from 75 to 65. Mm -hmm. And we saw um, a, a plan to mass vaccinate uh, the communities. And one of the things that I take pride in is the fact that, um, like I said, the distribution was 2,000 to 3,000 a day. When I drafted my briefs, I said, let's use these high schools that were shut down mm -hmm. and use them as mass vaccination sites. And that's how I actually got my vaccine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, I went to these and to see it in work and in play is that to me is the beauty of the law. That to me is the power of what I could do. Well, the, well let me ask you this, though, because I'm a former attorney. Right. The idea of suing the governor. I mean, you catch your breath for a second and say, oh, my God, look what I'm doing. I'm taking on power. Did that ever concern you at all? No. <laughs> Not at all. No, uh -huh. no, not at all. You know, um, it probably should have. But in my line of work and the cases that I've litigated over the course of time, um, wrong is wrong. I don't care if you are just John Doe on the street, um, you know, and it's a breach of contract lawsuit. Right. Or if you're the governor of the state of Nevada and the attorney general, wrong is wrong, right is right. And with that in mind, because, I mean, it's like a like a pistol going off. You know, I mean, you're not afraid to say no to power. You're not afraid to challenge them, so to speak. What do you want seniors to know about you if you're elected as attorney general? Because you know what? Maybe no one knows who the attorney general is until there's a problem. And then who put that person in? It's one of those things. What do you want seniors to know about you? You know, the, the thing that seniors need to know, and this is, again, some of my staunchest supporters during the vaccines case um, was a group called RISE, which is a historically progressive group. Um, yes, I'm a Republican, but my position is always nonpartisan as an attorney general. 
Um, what seniors need to know is that I will fight for them as seniors and deal with their concerns as that age demographic. And I've, I've shown it. You know, and I guess a question I have for you is, it is one thing to be a trial lawyer. I mean, you're, you're really in charge. You're the man, you're the lady, you're the person in charge of everything. And you have to answer to a judge. But as attorney general, not only are you still an attorney, but you're really a politician. And how do you, how do you navigate your oh, way? I hate that. That's my, that's my least favorite part of this whole process. Right. Because I really breathe, swim, drink the courtroom. Um, the adversarial nature of it, you know, the, the, the burdens of proof, the excitement. Um, I always say that all the excitement during trials happens on my side of the bench okay. and the judge is just there to overrule or sustain objections. Um, and that's something that I'm, look, my concern towards the state and the state's future is so great that I'm willing to walk away from that part of my life for four years. I'm hoping I could get done what I want to get done in okay. four years. Right. Um, and then go right back into the courtroom. I have absolutely no aspirations. You know, people tell me never say never, mm -hmm. but I could say never, never. say never yeah. because I will go from attorney general's office straight back into the courtroom. Not a moment regret. Not a moment's regret. You know, at the, the I know you were in the news a couple of weeks ago about the mask mandate in schools. Yes. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because, again, that resonates with everyone in our neighborhood, because if it's not their children, it's their grandchildren. Right. What do you talk a little bit about that lawsuit? So the mask mandate lawsuit was really about allowing parents to participate in that decision making process. And I'm sure a lot of your viewers and your readers will know that when it came down to vaccinating teachers, OK, um, at the beginning of the school year, uh, there was a huge public outcry mm -hmm. against that. Um, we are fortunate in the state of Nevada, especially in Clark County, that parents can participate through the Board of Trustees. You know, tonight they're going to have a meeting. They meet every other Wednesday. I'm sorry, every other Thursday. Right. And they have that ability to give their two cents in the decision making process. And with mask mandates, I found that they were completely shut out. It was a mandate by the governor. Right. It had absolutely no scientific um, public discussion. Okay. Now, you know, you're a lawyer. I'm a lawyer. We know magic happens in trials with experts, right? So my expert will always try to knock your expert out. Correct. So when we're dealing with, you know, the adverse effects of masking children, there's got to be some public discourse. And there was no public discourse. And that was what the mask mandate lawsuit was about. That when, when the state of Nevada and Clark County School District provides parents that forum to discuss these issues historically. And it happened, like I said, with teachers and vaccinations and, and you know, other types of curriculum. Um, there was none of that discussion. And that is where the constitutional imperative failed. Did you see it more as a political problem or a legal issue? I look at it as a legal issue as an attorney, 
But do I think it's a legal issue that's been highly politicized? Absolutely. And, you know, in the time that we have, we have left, the thing that you mainly want to get across to seniors, look at that camera and say, listen, if I'm elected to attorney general, this is what I can promise you or this is what I can't promise you. Well, one of the things that I could say is I will always promise transparency. That is the most important thing to me. As attorney general, this attorney general has failed repeatedly as far as transparency is concerned. And then another thing is public safety. Um, I am a line order candidate. I will run the AG's office like the top cop that it should be run. Okay. I will empower the district attorneys to prosecute crimes and not run the um, attorney general's office essentially like a public defender yeah. has. And those are really the two issues that I think are the core of protection that the AG's office should um, engage in. And then there's, you know, the, the, there's a plethora of civil issues, right. um, you know, Ponzi schemes, prosecutions of them, you know, insurance fraud, Medicaid fraud. There's a million and one different things that the AG's office And has. you know what? We would like to get you back on and explore that if we can. If people want more information about you, if they want to support you, they want to contribute, how do they go about doing it? Well, they could always go on my website. It's chattafernevada.com. And it's C-H-A-T-T-A-H, the number four. And we'll have a little graph right here on the bottom. Yeah, hopefully. Yep, go ahead. Beautiful. Um, And that's how they could always reach out. I always welcome questions um, to me. Uh, I don't shy away from public forums because that's part of transparency and that's part of they the people need to know who they're voting for. Well, I thank you so much for being here. We'd like to have you on again. Absolutely. And this is Dan Roberts for the last word saying thank you so much and we'll see you again soon.